a conversation about real lives as real moms. No matter what happens, it's probably fine. Hi, and welcome back to the It's Probably Fine podcast. I'm Joy. And I'm Kayla. And today we have a special guest. Yay! Um, it's actually, I know, yay, it's exciting. <laughs> I, I was going to say this was our first guest, but then I remembered we had our husbands on, and then I didn't know if they really counted as guests or they're just like, they don't count. <laughs> They're extensions of you. <laughs> that was exactly my thought. So technically, this is our first guest guest. Although I might be an extension of you too. True. So in case you don't know who this is from the description of the podcast, this is my sister, Patty, who's joining us today. Not because she's my sister, which would be also kind of a fun. Actually, maybe not. Let's not ever do that. <laughs> Where we bring our sisters on and like talk about what, you know, kids. I don't let know, them like, make like fun we, of us. That's what they yeah, do. I don't want to do that podcast. Episode. I think Patty and Brooke could like knock some things out there. Like really some good. They could give some good. Uh, Embarrassing stories about us. Yeah. That's yeah, probably what they definitely. would do. But that street goes two ways. So it's probably fine if mind. your sisters embarrass you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> episode written. <laughs> um, so while the sister episode would be super fun, today you're not here as my sister. You're here in your a professional capacity as a physical therapist, right? Yes. So welcome. Thank you. All right, Patty. So we know that you're a physical therapist, but can you tell us a little more about what that means and what it, exactly it is that you do? In a general sense, um, physical therapy addresses uh, recovery from like injury or illness. Um, but we, there's a lot of different specialties that you can go into. Um, women's health is one, which that kind of addresses some of the postpartum stuff that we're going to talk about today. Um, not my specialty, just a disclaimer there. Um, there's also like orthopedic specialists, pediatric specialists within that you can have developmental pediatric specialists. Um, there's sports medicine, there's neuro, there's cardiopulm, which is actually is my specialty. Um, so that we, you kind of can address a lot of different things with physical therapy that people don't usually think about. All right. So I know there's such thing as a women's health physical therapist. And then I know that there's like an outpatient physical therapist and whatever. And I know there's subspecialties of a women's health physical therapist that we'll talk about later. But is that category of PT somebody who you would go see anytime? Like you would go see your general practitioner, like, doctor or is there a very specific reason to go see one or how does that all work? Um, so yeah, you don't have to go see, um, a women's health PT, just any specific time you can go anytime. And actually men can go as well, even though it's women's health, um, because of it's pelvic health really is what they kind of address. Um, a very common reason to go though is for like bladder issues. Um, and that frequently happens when you are postpartum or sometimes when you're actually pregnant. Um, another good reason to go see a women's health PT, um, is if you are currently pregnant and you're having a lot of hip or back or some other pain, um, women's health PTs are, um, trained in treating women who are pregnant so they can make sure that they do things safely for you. Not every outpatient therapist is going to have that knowledge or experience, um, to the same level as a women's health PT will. Um, you know, there's, they're also good for treating like prolapse or, um, if you have tearing anywhere, um, they're really good for treating that as well. Can you explain what prolapse is for those of us who are pre 
having children or didn't have trouble with that? <laughs> um, I can do my best. I'm not super skilled in it, but um, so prolapse is typically when your like pelvic floor muscles and your ligaments kind of stretch, um, stretch out and they don't really support the uterus anymore. Um, and so they, things kind of start to like slide down and out. <laughs> um, and so that's one thing that a PT can help address by like stabilizing, um, and providing more support and stability, um, with those ligaments to, to help bring it back up and also prevent it getting worse. Sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a lot of friends and listeners who are currently pregnant or are thinking about becoming pregnant or trying to get pregnant. Um, So what are some things that they could do now to prevent some of those issues and uh, make their recovery recovery a little easier or better? Um, So the more active you are before you have issues, the better your recovery is going to be no matter what we're talking about. Um, So, you know, making sure that you're getting out and at least walking regularly, if not doing some other form of more intense cardio, Um, making sure that you're doing some strengthening, uh, especially pre-pregnancy. You want to make sure that you really strengthen up your um, abdominal muscles, your back muscles, and your hip muscles, uh, because those are the muscles that are going to provide you the most stability when you are pregnant and carrying a little extra weight. Um, And those ligaments become lax. And so you lose some stability. So the more stable you can make things before, the better off you're going to be. And I'll just echo, you know, you can go see a physical therapist for that. But in my career path, you can also, um, I, I am a certified personal trainer and work with a lot of certified personal trainers. And that's something that before you're pregnant or even while you're pregnant, um, if you're not to the point where you need rehab, if you're just to the point where you're basically trying to prevent things, you can go actually just see a personal trainer, but I would make sure um, if you're going to do that, that you see someone who specializes in working with women who are pregnant, because there's a a whole spectrum, probably just like it is with physical therapy. I would assume there's a whole spectrum of like things that you're not allowed to do, but things that are safe for you to do. So for example, if you see a woman running at 38 weeks pregnant, most likely she has been running her entire pregnancy and was running before she got pregnant. No OB in the world is going to be like, oh, you're six weeks pregnant. Now's a great time to train for a marathon if you've never run before, you know, so um, keep that in mind, but you can do some of that preventative work with a personal trainer too, if that's um, more, if that's easier for you to access. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say that if, if you are beyond kind of that initial, just getting kind of back into it, starting to exercise and you're starting to have, um, pain. So there is a difference between pain and just being sore. So starting to have pain that is not going away after a day or two that's lingering or is like a sharp shooting pain, especially if you're pregnant and you're having any sort of pain in like your hips or your abdomen, um, Definitely make sure that you get checked out by your doctor, first of all, but then also that's a good time to start going to look into seeing a PT. Um, A lot of women who are pregnant end up having that ligament laxity from all the hormones and things. And so things can start to kind of slide out of place a little bit. And that can cause some back pain, especially hip pain, um, SI joint pain. 
And all of that is going to, could potentially cause the nerve pain, which is shooting down your leg. You'll feel numbness, tingling, or pain just shooting down the leg. Those are all really good reasons to go and see a physical therapist specifically. Good to know. Yeah, I think I still deal with some sciatic nerve pain <laughs> that maybe should have been addressed a little earlier in this, in this process. So one of the things where Kayla and I experience things differently with our, you know, pregnancy journeys and things is the way that we physically gave birth. Uh, I birthed all three of our children vaginally and Kayla had a C-section. And I think that something we could have known kind of going into that is, um, we had our OB as like medical guidance to, for that recovery after those different deliveries. But I think each delivery comes with weird <laughs> complications and they're like in comparing stories. We've both been like, wait, I didn't, I didn't have that, you know, to the other person, like, you know, I, I didn't deal with that. And so it's, it's interesting to look at those two different birth journeys and um, see and like what the differences are. So from a physical therapy standpoint, what kind of differences do you see in a recovery from a vaginal delivery versus a C-section delivery and how that affects your body when you're recovering? Yeah, so definitely largely different experiences. Um, You know, the, the vaginal births tend to have a little bit shorter recovery period, um, depending on how bad, you know, if you tear and how bad you tear, um, down in between, um, where the two sides of your, um, pelvis come together, your two sides of your hip bones come together as a little ligament there. And sometimes they have to cut that or it tears. Um, and so that can vary, uh, between even just vaginal bursts and that can kind of mess with your recovery a little bit. If it's really bad, um, makes sitting uncomfortable, (laughs) makes walking uncomfortable, makes just about everything uncomfortable. Um, but a big thing with that, like I said before, is just getting up and, and moving and kind of working out some of that stiffness and that pain just with mobility, just knowing. And like I said before, listening to your body on when you need to stop and take a break. Um, a lot of the urinary uh, leaking and um, trouble that we have with kind of not being able to hold your bladder typically comes with a vaginal birth um, when it happens. And uh, like I said before, that is not something that you should expect to just linger. And if it does, then that's definitely something you should get addressed. Um, Those Kegel exercises that I was mentioning before are one really good exercise to kind of start to manage that as soon as your pain is under control enough to start doing those. Um, And then with C-section, it tends to be a little bit of a longer recovery because they are, you know, cutting you open and cutting through muscle and tissue and all of that. we talk a lot about what we call a log roll when you get up from laying down where you kind of roll over onto your side and push up from there as opposed to trying to do more of a sit-up motion, which some people do in the morning because that's going to be really uncomfortable. And it can also be dangerous for your stitches. And so rolling onto your side first and pushing up from lying on your side is going to protect that incision. And it's also going to be a lot less painful when you're trying to move around. Um, A big thing with the C-section is because they are cutting through those abdominal muscles, you really have to be careful when you're starting to work on those abdominal and core exercises. Make sure you get cleared by your surgeon first before you start doing too much of that stuff to make sure that everything is healing really well. Um, It is still very important in both the vaginal and C-section delivery that you work on those core stabilizing muscles though, because we do need them to recover all of that laxity from the, the looseness that comes from the ligaments. 
Um, all of that needs to be addressed so that you don't end up with pain later. Um, it just, the timeline is going to be a little bit different because that C-section recovery is going to take a little bit longer and you have to move a little bit slower to protect that incision and allow it to heal. So let's pretend you just had the baby. It's two weeks after giving birth. You just got home. Life is so weird. Uh, is there anything at that very short timeline? I don't know what you can even do after two weeks. Like you're barely walking or sleeping, but <laughs> is there anything from like a physical therapy or exercise standpoint that can make recovery a little bit easier if you just had kind of a standard, no drama delivery? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing, and this is something that we do right away with patients after any illness or surgery or anything, um, get up and move right away. Don't lay around waiting for the pain to go away um, <clears throat> because moving will definitely help things kind of settle back in. Um, and also just, it relieves some of the stiffness and some of the pain, especially because, you know, with tearing, or if you've had a C-section, it's really easy to get stiff and have poor posture and, um, develop pain from that if you're not up and moving around. So even just starting off with a short walk, um, you know, put the baby in a stroller and go for a walk with your spouse or, or a friend or whoever you, you know, like to get your exercise with, even if it's just a short walk to start off with. Um, definitely you guys might have heard of Kegel exercises where you kind of tighten up the pelvic floor muscles and relax them. That's something that you can start as soon as, um, you know, pain starts to uh, subside a little bit. Um, I usually tell people when I'm talking about working through pain, if you go up more than two points on the pain scale. So if you're looking at a scale from zero to 10 and you start at a two and you go above a four, then you're probably doing too much. Um, so listen to your body, uh, make sure that if your body is telling you that this is not comfortable or this is painful, then you stop and take a break. Or if it's something that's not subsiding, then definitely contact your doctor or go see a PT. Um, a little bit of light resistance, depending on how you had your delivery, whether it's vaginal or C-section, um, a little bit of light resistance to start off isn't a bad idea, but I think you're going to get a lot of that just lifting your baby. So lots of lifting babies for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I've heard of a pelvic floor physical therapist. Um, is that different or how is that different? from like a general PT or even the, the women's health uh, physical therapist that you've kind of talked about a little bit already? Yeah. So the pelvic floor specifically is kind of specialty within the women's health. Um, and like I said, they kind of address a lot of like urinary issues. You know, a lot of times after having a baby, um, you leak a little bit. Um, and that is not normal. Some people will tell you that it's normal, but really that's something that you should address sooner rather than later, because it can be repaired, it can be fixed. Um, and so that's a good reason to go see a pelvic floor physical therapist. Um, there's also a ortho specialty that is more of the lumbosacral and pelvic girdle, which is more for um, like the, the SI pain or the low back pain or the hip pain, the sciatic pain. Um, so those two are a little bit different from one another, but kind of work in the same region. Didn't you? Um go see a, not go see, you took like a, a one day class. I remember you telling me about this woman who was specializing in that lumbosacral pelvic area and the magic she worked on the hips. Can you just like describe, I, it was crazy the <laughs> things that she was doing that I was just like, I didn't know your hips could do that. 
So I actually did go see the same physical therapist when I hurt my back at work. Um, but yes, so she, there's, you have this neuromuscular pattern that can develop and then it can cause your, um, hips to become misaligned. Basically you get some rotation, you get some shifting, and then that can cause some low back and SI and sciatic and, um, hip pain, which I had all of the above when I hurt my back. (laughs) Um, and so what a PT can do in that situation, and this is something that definitely can happen postpartum or even during pregnancy. Um, But what a PT can do in that situation is work on resetting the alignment of your hips and then retraining those muscles so that they don't pull you back out of alignment again. Um, And then we move on to strengthening and stabilization. So it's quite the process, but it really does work. I can attest personally, I um, have not had any pain since I went through that process when it took me a year and a half um, of just doing any other kind of exercise to be able to be pain-free. So after going through that process, it really did help. Um, so that is a little bit of magic of physical therapy. Sometimes we call it, but it's really just kind of knowing how your body is supposed to be aligned and how the muscles are supposed to be working with one another and getting all of that back into shape. That's awesome. I would like for my body to be aligned and back in shape. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So for those of us who aren't familiar with some of those terms, I'm going to, um, ask you about a couple, um, terms that you use specifically. So can you explain to us what lumbosacral means? Yes. So your lumbar spine is your low back. It's the lowest part of your back before you get to the hips. And then your sacrum is, um, basically just above your tailbone. So that kind of in between your, your cheeks back there, um, is where your sacrum is. (laughs) I'm so uh, mature. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so the lumbosacral area is kind of that low back down through your hips, your whole pelvic girdle, which is like your hip bones, um, and kind of just that whole area down there. Awesome. Good. I was also going to ask about the pelvic girdle. So I'm, I'm (laughs) glad you threw that in there as well. Um, and then when you say SI, what are you referring to? Uh, that is your sacroiliac joint. So your sacrum, I just kind of described, and then your iliac is, um, part of your hip bone basically. And so that SI joint is where the sacrum and, uh, the hip bone, the hip bone come together and meet. Um, and a lot of times that particular joint can get shifted or tight or out of alignment. And it causes a lot of pain, um, and issues with your sciatic nerve, which is the nerve that goes from your low back, basically all the way down to your foot. Um, and so that's why you feel that shooting pain all the way down your leg. All right. Good to know. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of pregnant women or people who have women who have had babies who know what your sciatic nerve is only because you have had that shooting pain and you're like, what is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then of course your doctor's just like, you should just stretch or relax. I don't know. I, I didn't get very good <laughs> answers for that one. <laughs> um, Kind of along those lines. Now my pain has moved from my hips to my back because I am in month 10 of breastfeeding this latest child. And I'm seven years older than I was when I breastfed the first one. So um, I don't think my core is quite as strong. And the breastfeeding this time is, I mean, anytime you hold a baby, you're kind of like in that forward, curved forward 
cuddle position, but it seems like breastfeeding is just because it's every three hours all the time. You're just constantly in that hunched over position. And so, and then also if you add to it, all these, you know, everybody's working from home now. So everybody's sitting at a computer all hunched over too. It's just double bad. So is there anything from an exercise or a PT standpoint that I can do to combat that and to maybe um, help fight the back pain that has developed from sitting with such poor posture over the last almost year? Yeah. So first of all, um, posture is the first thing, right? So you were just saying poor posture, right? So positioning, definitely making sure that you have um, a nursing pillow, or if you don't have a nursing pillow and you just take a couple of pillows and stack them up to support the baby so that you can sit up a little bit straighter and a little bit taller so that you're not hunched over. Um, just making sure that you are caring for your spine just as much as you're caring for that new baby that you're holding. Um, so supporting the baby so that you are in an upright position where you can relax your shoulders and pull them back a little bit is definitely going to help. Um, also at work, you definitely should work on your posture and, uh, sitting as well, because that carries over for sure. Um, and then just doing some general strengthening of those, especially the upper and uh, mid back. Um, so working on, you know, pulling those shoulder blades down and back together and just holding it for a few seconds and doing that, you know, 10, 15 times in a row is a big one just to stabilize, um, your shoulder blades and help a lot with that with that low back, um, working on making sure that you, you know, keeping your head up nice and tall and, um, working on those neck muscles, trying to hold that head in a position that's upright as well can relieve that back. Um, definitely working on core strengthening. Um, a lot of the exercises that we do to stabilize are not your typical, you know, do a sit up, do a crunch here and there, do bicycles. I think that's what most people think of when they think of abdominal exercises. Um, we're looking to target a deeper muscle. We call, I call it the corset muscle. It's kind of the thing that stabilizes your whole back, your hips, um, your legs. It's really the, the thing that keeps everything together in there really. <laughs> um, so working on, you know, just laying on your back with your knees bent and rocking your hips back and forth is a great way to start working that muscle. Um, and also stretching, making sure that you're, when you're up and moving, you are stretching that back out. You can do, um, if you do yoga poses, that's a really good way to stretch out your back, um, doing what you call like a child's pose where you're on your knees and you're sitting on your feet, reaching out in front of you, get that back nice and stretched out, um, or cat camel where you're on all fours and you're arching your back up towards the ceiling and then your stomach down towards the floor. Um, also an excellent exercise to kind of stretch out that back a little bit and work the core a little bit as well. Um, you can also, if it's, if you're really sore, um, you can try a little bit of heat, um, just, you know, 20 minutes at a time. Don't go crazy with the heating pad. Um, and, or, you know, get a massage, which is always a nice little break. If you ever have time when you're a mom, which, you know, I'm sure is not super often. I, I'm all for any advice that involves me getting a massage. I'm just saying. <laughs> Absolutely. We will take it for sure. Okay. So um, those are some things kind of in that postpartum time, you know, after giving birth and, and through the first, you know, year or so, or when you're still breastfeeding and the baby's small and you're carrying them around. But I have a five-year-old now. So even this far removed from, um, pregnancy and having him, 
things can still be a little weird sometimes. So what can I do even now? Maybe some of those issues that were there when I was pregnant or after having a C-section, but didn't really get addressed at the time. And maybe I'm still kind of dealing with the effects of that even, you know, now five years, five years later, um, what can I do now to, to improve my hip and back strength and address some of those needs that maybe didn't get addressed because I didn't know things like this five years ago. Yeah. Um, it, a lot of the same, you know, areas to be addressed there. Um, I think a big one with this too is working those hip muscles right on the outside of your hip. They kind of get neglected a little bit, um, because we walk forwards or, or sometimes backwards if you're trying to keep an eye on your kid while getting away from them at the same time. Or if you're um, a teacher and you walk backwards or, at the front of the line to watch the children. There you go. <laughs> yes. So, but either way, typically you move forward and backwards. You don't walk sideways very often. Although I would imagine as a teacher, maybe you walk sideways some as well. Sometimes. Um, but working those muscles on the outside of your hip is another big stabilizer muscle that can help, um, manage some of that hip discomfort or that low back pain that you might have. Um, working your glute muscles. So doing some sort of hip extension exercise is great. Um, again, going back to the abs and that deep muscle, the corset muscle that I was talking about that stabilizes everything. It holds everything in place. It keeps you from shifting. So, um, another good exercise for that is, is planks. I know everybody loves to hear about planks, but they are a wonderful exercise for that core. Um, and then also like getting on all fours, and reaching your arm out in front of you or kicking your leg back or doing both at the same time on opposite sides of your body. Um, I think a lot of people call that bird dog. Um, we just call it quadruped in the PT world. <laughs> um, another, that's another great one though, to work on that core. Um, and then working on the back as well. And those both planks and that bird dog exercise are great for working on the back as well. Um, and then even just doing cardio exercise where you're walking, um, definitely start off with walking. If you're not a runner, start off with walking, but, um, walking or even doing the elliptical or the bike, um, all of that can do great things for loosening things up and also strengthening things in and of itself in a functional way, um, which is we're big on function in PT. You know, we like to make your pain go away and we like to strengthen your muscles, but we're really wanting to make sure that you're functional again. Um, and, a lot of these exercises um, where you're just kind of working to stabilize things is going to help a lot with managing pain and also preventing injury when you're throwing your five-year-old around and wrestling them in the snow, as I am sure you do occasionally. Oh, yes. We did lots of that a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> All right. So we've talked a little bit in like the general abstractive process, like with before pregnancy, pregnant, postpartum, after having kids, you know, these are different things you can do. Um, if you were to see a physical therapist, but like, let's say that I'm starting from the very beginning. I know that my hips are in pain, um, even years after giving birth or just after giving birth or whatever, maybe not after giving birth, maybe I haven't given birth and my hips are just in pain. Um, what are some signs that you might want to see a physical therapist versus just making an appointment you know, a month or two down the road with your general practitioner? Yeah. So one important thing to note, and I mentioned earlier is the difference between pain and muscle soreness. So especially if you just started working out, you're going to have some muscle soreness. 
um, where you kind of get this achy feeling. Uh, it kind of, you know, hurts to walk <laughs> after leg day kind of feeling. Um, that usually starts 24 to 48 hours after you do a good workout and it should go away within a couple of days. That is muscle soreness, whereas pain tends to be, it can be a dull pain, but it tends to be a little bit more of a sharper lingering, um, doesn't go away with stretching or with heat, doesn't go away after a couple of days and it just kind of lingers. And that's the kind of pain that you want to make sure you get addressed. Um, if you are having, if it feels like it's in a joint or a muscle, that's typically when you can go see a physical therapist. Um, if you're having pain more internally, whether it, you know, it feels like it's like a stomach pain, like inside where, you know, you get a tummy ache or any sort of chest pain, then you need to go straight to your doctor. Um, cause those are a little bit more systemic issues, but if it feels like it's kind of in a joint or in a muscle, um, that is probably going to be more of a physical therapist um, area. And, you know, you also may have, like we talked about with the sciatic nerve, some numbness or tingling down your leg. If you feel like that is, you know, on one side and it's related to your back pain, that's definitely something with a physical therapist as well. Um, if it's a numbness and tingling and it's kind of like on both legs and not really related to pain, then you might want to go see a doctor about it. Um, some Balance issues can also be a thing, you know, as those ligaments become lax with pregnancy or if you're just kind of feeling off kilter, if you're not pregnant or haven't been pregnant, that is something else that you can go see a physical therapist for. Um, dizziness, depending on what's causing it, can also be treated by a physical therapist. Um, so there's, I mean, there's lots of different things, but for the most part with the pain, if it feels like it's in a joint, um, like your hip, your knee, your ankle, your shoulder, um, or in you know, your low back, um, or it's in a muscle anywhere, you know, really anywhere, you got muscles everywhere. Um, <laughs> you definitely can look at going to see a PT. So how do I go about, um, seeing a physical therapist and setting up that appointment? Like, how do I, how do I know which type I should see? Or, um, you know, do I have to have a referral for that? How does that work? Um, so you definitely can go see your um, primary care physician, or if you're still being followed by your OB, you can go see your OB and they can write you a referral. But um, I believe all states, if not all states, then almost all states actually have direct access to a physical therapist now. So most insurances will cover at least an evaluation by a physical therapist. Um, I know here in Indiana, where we are, we can treat for 45 days without a physician referral. Um, so if you come in, you're like, I don't know for sure if I need to be seen by a PT, you can definitely still go in and get an evaluation done. Um, as PTs, we are trained to recognize when something is not a PT problem and we should refer you elsewhere. Um, <laughs> it's part of the reason we go to school for so long. Um, but you can definitely come and just get checked out. A lot of places actually do free injury screens if you feel like it's a muscle or joint injury that you need to be looked at. Um, a lot of places will do a free injury screen. And so you can just go and get checked out and then they'll be able to tell you, yes, you should come here or no, you need to go see your doctor. Um, and as far as what kind of physical therapist, that really depends on what kind of issues that you're having. Um, a lot of those muscular skeletal, you know, the muscles or the joints that are, are causing pain, you can go to pretty much any outpatient clinic um, and they will be able to address those for you. Um, as we discussed earlier, if it's more of that uh, low back, hip, um, sacral, iliac joint pain, then you can definitely ask about going to see a um, specialist for that. 
Um, they have specialists for things like dizziness and balance as well. They're more the neurological specialists. But a lot of those issues can still be addressed, at least initially, by an, any outpatient physical therapist. And if they feel like it's out of their wheelhouse, they'll refer you to somebody a little bit more specialized. Well, Patty, thank you for joining us. And we definitely appreciate your expertise on the subject. Um, we would love to have you back for another episode later to talk about um, the development in children and pediatric physical therapy and to get um, another aspect of physical therapy that moms can um, learn from and relate to for sure. So thank you again. And it's probably fine if you see a physical therapist. Mm-hmm.